Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag fuck headers. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. We are talking Arsenal versus Leicester City, a one-all draw with an added benefit of a slightly bitter taste in our mouth as well. And I'm sure we'll get to the very many reasons why, but most of them start with VAR. Some might have an ending to them, some might not. But we should go and introduce, uh, actually just introduce the chat box because you guys have been in here chatting away whilst I've been messing around, doing my hair and all sorts. Uh, I think the first person in the box was Rocky underscore seven GT UK. That's the first time I've seen that person top of the box. Uh, Then the Coltons, some guy called Danny the GFP and 235100. Hans P, Phil Macker in there. What's going on down the bottom? Let's have a look. See who's chatting away at the moment. Uh, Carlito Aguna, K-Man1867, Archie, we've got there in there as well. Mr. Epic, Alan Cracker. Right, we, we've got 40 of you like, 40 of you watching as well. 42 of you watching. 12 likes already. Decent. Let's see if we can get that slightly higher though by the end of this. I reckon let's get it to 100. Like, if you hate VAR, do a thumbs up basically, and I reckon that will sort us out for the rest of the show. But I introduced my two guests as well. This isn't an hour-long monologue, you lucky devils. You, there's some other people who get to talk to us. And I'll introduce uh, Richard first, because I've said your name first. <laughs> How's it going, mate? You good? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, thank you. As I say, it's a bittersweet, or just bitter, to be honest. There's no sweetness to this result mm. at all. It was um, going so well. It was. And yeah, I introduced Femi as well, who I assume you would have been there tonight if I not for the fact uh, yeah, we would have been in. getting would have been getting wet still, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Because we're walking yeah. out of the out of the stadium. I suppose that's yeah. an upside, doesn't it? When you looked out of the weather and I thought, <laughs> to be fair, if I could have slapped it sacked it off, I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know how uh Arteta did that in his beige trousers as well. If anybody's been listening to the uh, Tuesday <laughs> Club's episode, yeah. Oh, based houses in that weather. Looks like he's had an absolute incident. Ozil's uh, right. money raft would have come in handy. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought I saw him sailing through the stands at half time. The entertainment with Ozil and his money raft. Right. Um, I would say let's talk about the lineups. Not much has changed, though. Uh, Femi, what did you reckon to that lineup? Pretty much unchanged, apart from Bellerin and Saka coming in. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, uh, Bellerin. I I knew Bellerin would play. I, I I had a feeling he would be rotating his uh, four backs probably. Uh, although uh, Tierney plays every game now, but I had a feeling Bellerin and Cedric would be alternating um, in matches. Um, I guess Pepe. I thought mm, had a chance to start, but obviously if he had a or if his missus had a baby two days ago, not him. Um, I'm guessing that it's probably a bit strenuous um, for him, probably maybe a bit tired. Um, so apart from that, uh, there's not much other options. If you've got Noel 
no Genduzi uh, to change anything in midfield, and uh, Torreira's just coming back from injury, so you've only got the two midfielders. So just yeah, nothing to complain about lineup wise. To be fair, yeah, Richard, do you think it was uh, a reward for his goal uh, in the previous game that we saw lack of start up front? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, th- I thought like the, he'd done well in the previous game. Let's say took his took his uh, his goal really well. So why not reward him? He, he seemed to be full of beans. So yeah, I, I I didn't when I saw the lineup. I didn't I didn't see any issues. But nothing stood out to me that I thought. Ah, you know, I th- I, I agree with Femi. I, I think Bellerin, you know, uh, Cedric. He's he's played what his first game since first well full game since the dawn of time. Whenever he you know first started playing. Uh, so it was it was always going to be um, a bit of a mixture between him and Bellerin. So yeah, I saw no no problems in it, and I saw no problems with giving Lacazette the uh, the nod up front. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, start with the game. I don't want to go too much into the absentees about you know a certain Mister Longhead Frenchman, and as we've said, uh, a German on a raft of made of money, uh, as they were both not in the squad, but say Pepe was on the bench. Uh, on his comeback, but yeah, what did you guys make of that kind of first half uh, before we scored our first goal? It was a bit weird. I don't really know how to kind of explain it. Uh, Femi, you got any any ideas of what was going on in that like opening stages? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think the way Leicester played maybe surprised us a little bit. Even though I heard they played like that on a uh, their last game whenever it was Saturday, I heard they went three at the back, but I think it. Their three at the back was a little bit different to ours, as in they had two out-and-out strikers and one in behind. So they were kind of outnumbering us um, in midfield. So we found it really hard to get a hold of the ball in, in the early part of the game. Um, I was I was actually looking for Ceballos and, and Xhaka, and they were pretty much on the back foot early on. So we, we spent a lot of time sort of chasing them around. Um, but I think one thing that you could notice is on the counter, we were already causing them quite a lot of problems uh, down each side, basically. So you could kind of see the pattern of play um, of the game really setting in from from the start. But we, um, yeah, we let them have the ball, but we, we, we were very compact, didn't let them have any chances. I think they had one shot in that whole time, but, you know, didn't give them, we didn't give up anything to them until the second half, to be fair. We, we defended really resolutely. Yeah, Richard, we did see us almost get tricked from a corner early on. Don't know if you got that in your notes. Did that Ian actually shot? Yeah, it was very reminiscent of the Brighton, um, the Brighton mess. Let's say we just weren't ready, and we got a two on one against. Was it Saka who was like yeah. um, isolated? Yeah. Uh, it was a really good stop from from Martinez. I, you know, I like a goalkeeper that utilizes their feet. Um, you know, gets themselves out of trouble. It was. Uh, it's just one of those things we need, we need to we need to learn from because it's 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 now happening one too many times and um, we we got lucky on that one. Like I say it was a good save from Martinez. I just thought, oh god, not again! Can't make the same mistake again. But I I, I thought the start of the game. I thought our intensity. I thought we, I was quite pleased with. I thought we was working quite well off the ball. I, thought, I agree with Femi. I thought we was nice and nice and compact. You know, I I thought that the the, the Having Louise as as the the, the lone centre back back and having Mustafi and Kalasnach like going forward and fishing for the ball, I thought it worked well because, like Fabi said, we, they didn't really have all that many clear cut chances or or anything apart from, like I said, that that um that quick corner thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll mention before we get to the goal as well, because it comes straight before, although I missed out of my notes, was Kieran Tierney taking a shot with for about 30, 35 yards with all the vigour of a Glaswegian tramp kicking a can down the, down the street. Um, so from that, we missed the build-up to the first goal. So I'm not entirely sure, because Sky was showing a replay. Uh, is it Sabios with the ball? Yeah, it was surprised. Yeah, yeah. Do you it's want to take it? Ball. <laughs> I'll let Richard take it. He looks excited about that. That ball. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, well, because I've been, I've, I've not been the biggest fan of of Sabias. I, I, I was, I was calling him the Spanish Yossi Benayoun. Uh, <laughs> but he's been, he was brilliant at in that first half, and it was, um, yeah, he just, he kind of, I can't remember who the defender, the midfielder was, but he just turned and went the other way. Um, uh, saw Saka running and it was just a beautiful ball like slide ball ball one of those ones that really entices the defender he thinks he's going to get it and I think that's where Sorinju tried to uh, stick a leg out for it and, and, and completely um, done him and then uh, Saka a lovely drop of the soldier uh, soldier shoulder just uh, you know put put Johnny Evans on his ass and it was it was a lovely little setup for Bamiyang you couldn't miss from there but it was just it was just a lovely lovely bit of play from like from everybody yeah absolutely Femi what did you reckon to that goal as well yeah I think I think um Sabias had a bit of bite in him in the first half didn't he as well as the passing so he's, he's, he was pinging balls all around the, the place but yeah that ball was absolutely inch perfect and then um Saka did what uh the last defender I saw that that happened to was uh what was his name uh Bortang Bortang the Bayern Munich oh, one yeah. oh, Messi did it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah when yeah. Messi did it to him yeah that's what he that's what Saka did to Johnny Evans there and uh he just he just dropped be, a shoulder didn't he yeah, he just dropped yeah. shoulders if he was going to cut in on exactly. his left and 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 and, and here's the thing as well that you you got to think about it. if that was Pepe he might have got in into that position but he would have gone on his left wouldn't he he couldn't have gone on his yeah. right that that's the difference. Saka went, he went past him to the right, and then he also put the cross in with his right foot as well. Pepe would never, in a million years, have put anything in with his right foot. It would have definitely been, it would have gone to Evans. Basically, he would have blocked him off on that left side because Pepe's only got one way he can go, and that just shows. Even though Saka's very left-footed as well, it just shows that he's so skillful. He can go with his right as well, cross it in with his right. It's inch perfect. Yeah, I think it reminds me a lot of... Now, this is the problem when other games kind of meld into one. So whenever Newcastle played West Ham, that could have been yesterday, that could have been three months ago as far as all the football has <laughs> been played. But Jared Bowen, kind of the same thing. He's like super left-footed and he kind of had to take a couple of touches before he crossed it across the box. And I was seeing that with Saka, and I was like, oh, he's going to have to take a touch, isn't he? And just the way he played that ball through yeah. into the back post was just superb. And just, yeah, we properly got them. And I think from there, the only real opportunities we had um, was just superb um, goalkeeping from Schmeichel. Um, yeah. Are there any chances that come out from you guys that really, yeah, that you reckon? Yeah, we had, uh, the, uh, we had the Saka chance uh, when he was through yeah. one-on-one with him. Uh, that was quite a straightforward save. But once again, Saka uh, with a shot with his right foot. 
that was uh, one of the chances. What was the other chance? There was a another one. Yeah, there was there was uh, another one that it was. Um, uh, who was it? It was, it was Lacazette who got the shot. I think. Uh, um, yes, yes. Saka went, chart, went yeah. through and crossed it. I think again with his right foot might have been yeah. crossed it to Lacazette, and Lacazette's really good at controlling the ball, getting it out of his feet, and then just whipping a, a low, hard, fierce shot. And it was a really good save. He got down so quick, um, Cash yeah. Michael, and he got a strong palm on it and pushed it away. It was, it was really, really good save. Really, really good save. Yeah. Uh, I've got the lacquer header as well. Well, yeah, that one, that was the one that, I mean, the first chance, I mean, a lot of people are saying lack of missed, you know, a couple of chances, but the first chance was, um, like Rich said, it was just a massive save, you know, strong, strong wrist, strong hands, got it way clear of the goal. The header, you know, it's, he is stretching a lot, but, you know, if a picture of Giroud heading that ball, to, to like, for example, he would have buried that header. Um, he but, needed to head it into the ground, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He needed to head it downwards. It was just absolutely perfect length, height, whatever you want to call it, for the keeper. It just yeah. he, he he couldn't believe he's locked the keeper there. <laughs> what a pick out from Bellerin, though! What a ball! It was a oh, great, great uh, ping. It's like Cedric scoring in the last game has kind of put a rocket up Bellerin because he looked so much better going forward mm. compared to everyone else. Um, or like his previous outings anyway um, we then got the first bit of VAR I think we had that as well with Leicester's goal that they had in the first half uh, it was Ian Acho kind of bundled over and I want to say it's yeah I think we got away with that one a little bit because I've seen those kind of given you know it's just a get up uh, it was quite a feisty feisty game yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, no. Nah, I mean, it was a foul. To be fair, I think the, the, that didn't even go to VAR. To be fair, the ref kind of spotted it as it was uh, going past him. So the ref. No, it wasn't. Up. It was. It was Sean Massey. It was. It was the yeah, line. The li- yeah, the line. Yeah, the did uh, wave the flag. Yeah, but she, uh, she waved the flag after the ball had gone past. So it was a bit of a weird situation. Um, but in terms of the defending, it wasn't. Um, it was Saka who gave the ball away. Actually, uh, running up the field, uh, that was when we were right in the flow of the game, and uh, he gave the ball away. Um, we have gotta be careful of that because we we haven't been getting caught on that on that transition as much as um. I mean, when when we're playing on the Freddie and and uh, Emery, that was just a standard move: give away the ball in midfield and teams are straight at you. So we 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 gotta be careful of that, especially on on Sunday with, with that team that we're playing. Uh, that's that's the type of thing that they probably would love to do. But, um, yeah, we, I mean, Klasinac, he had a, he had a, a weird game today. I, th- I thought it was decent, but not special. That That's a change that I thought we would have made, actually, t- um, not played him for once. Um, but it seems that the other two defenders are just, just not fancied, to be honest with you. I, th- I think I think it's the fact that he's left footed. Um, yeah, it means he can open his body out and 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 play the ball out to out to Tierney um, and play the ball into the channels for Aubameyang and stuff like that. I also think that he's you know he's got a bit more pace than say uh, Socrates would or um, a holding would. And like I said, when you had you had uh, Louise in the middle, who was who was stationary. He didn't really come out forward all that much. 
it was in the channels. It was it was Kalasanac was when whenever indeed he went um, not indeed Inacho went short. Kalasanac was in on him and banging him again. And same with Vardy on the other side with Mustafi. Them two were the fishes. They were going fishing for the for the drop ball in midfield, and it was Louise standing back. So, and I think I don't know if I think maybe they might be better suited to that because they're a little bit more mobile and a little bit quicker. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't agree from that one. Um, sorry. I was interacting with the chat box and talking, seeing what they were talking about. Um, yeah. In terms of, it's interesting that Rob Holding, I think is the name we kind of mentioned. We saw him pop up as left center back for a while. And he just kind of disappeared whilst we've got this system set in with three at the back. Uh, is that probably the only name that we might see that would come in to rotate with anybody? From our defense. Yeah, but I think I think Richard's probably right. It is probably a left foot element because even when we we originally went to the back three, you saw that Tierney played that left side um, centre back, and then Saka was playing left wing back. So I wouldn't be shocked against Tottenham to see Tierney drop into the back three and Saka go to left wing back, so that Pepe can come in. I, I think you might see that, to be honest with you, it, because Saka has to stay in the team. Uh, but you kind of, I want to see Pepe in this new setup as well because yeah. it's it's not as it's not as dominant on the left side anymore. We're kind of playing on on both sides now. Even, to be fair, the right side in the first half was our dominant side, yeah. so he would have really enjoyed um, a game like that. You know, the, since he's been in the team, we've been so everything's been going down the left, and now the forwards they're not playing as wide as well. They're kind of playing more tucked in. So I think. You, you'll probably see Pepe uh, enjoying himself on, on Sunday, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think especially if they uh, start Aurier at right back as well, it will have an absolute field day against that walking red card. Um, but I think that kind of sums like the first half up for us. There's just a load and load of chances that just Schmeichel was batting away until we could just rule him out of contention. See, they're just showing a replay of something that happened in the first half, which is kind of... It didn't even get a yellow card. Vardy's foot into Mustafi's face. Oh, yeah. Which he didn't... I mean, he didn't even get a yellow card for that. I mean, yeah, it might have been an accident, but it's as much... Not as much of an accident, but it's still, you know, a foot in the face. You know, and the referee didn't even even look at it. He didn't even say anything, to be fair. VAR didn't look at that. So Mm -hmm. I, I just wonder what when VAR decides that it's going to take a look at stuff, really. I assume it's if it's only thinks it's a red card offence. And if it's a yellow, it doesn't really look at them. But yeah, I get what you mean, because to be honest, it's not in my notes. I remember seeing it, but I was a bit like, oh, well, that's just, you know, it's innocuous. Mm. It's just it doesn't mean to come over in that way. And it's just, you know, he's not trying to catch Mustafi in the face with his foot and his reaction to the whole situation. You can tell when a player is going over to another player and giving him like a pity. Oh, you're right, mate. I better do this. You know, get the act in so I don't get a yellow. He looked genuinely like, oh, God, how have I managed to catch him in the face there? Rich, what did you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I, in my notes, I just put it, Mustafi takes a boot to the face from Vardy. No intent, pure accident. It was, I think, yeah. it was just one of those things. He just, he couldn't control his body as he was falling, and his leg just swung out. I, I, and I agree with when you saw in the replay, you see straight away 
his foot hits him and show where he turns and he's got his hand out. And he, I hmm. genuinely don't think there was anything untoward to it, to be fair. But to be fair, I would say, based on what happens later in the game, an R red card totally should have been sent off. <laughs> if we're going about innocuous kind of challenges that causes actual bodily harm, then yeah, maybe should have been a red card for uh, Mr. Vardy. But yeah, uh, half time, we didn't make any changes this time. Um, it's kind of a slow start to that first half, isn't it, from us? A second half, sorry. Um, slow getting out of the blocks. Uh, Richard, do you have anything from like the early stages of that second half? No, not really. Not a lot was going on. I, you know, I, I, I thought that we, we were being a lot more measured. Um, I, I thought we was, I, we looked. I say like, of course, that we didn't want to like go out and 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 sh- you know shoot our, our load kind of thing. Uh, for want of a better phrase, um, you know, we, we we didn't want to go crazy. There was a couple of times where we could have broke, and it was it was just calm, retain possession, recycle the ball, um, which I and I was okay. I, I was okay with, um, you know, like Leicester have got um, previous for coming on strong in games and stuff like that. Um, so I, I I wasn't too untoward by that. But it's as the as it got on and and the game. The second half went on. I thought we were starting to look really tired. We had stopped pressing. Uh, let's say there was a lack of intent and energy in what we were doing, which was allowing Leicester to get more into the game and more onto the ball. Yeah, uh, very, we, we had a goal disallowed as well. Kind of in there from Lacazette. Was there another point you wanted to come on to? No, no, no. We're, we're, I'm trying to remember. The, I'm trying to remember the goal that we had disallowed. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because not, not, a was, happened. Yeah, not a lot happened. Yeah, he was. Um, he was offside. To be fair, he was was quite a bit offside. Um, but it was a good finish <laughs> for once. Yeah. It was a. Uh, the corners were actually really good today. We had we had quite a lot of corners, which is unusual for us. We had a, uh, I think they said the, the stat in the first half, which is our most shots on target in a single half uh, joint most this season. So you can see that we, we, we do have more attacking intent, um, you know, and we had a lot, we had, a, I counted, I saw seven, you know, at the beginning of the second half, which is, and they had one. So we, we were really, you know, dominant in terms of, in terms of just, just our, our attacking play and just our, our, our intensity, like Richard said as well. And that was intensity going both ways. So it was, as soon as they lost the ball, you see them sprinting back. Goal kicks. You, you saw Leicester trying to take quick goal kicks as well in this match. So as soon as they got a goal kick, they were just pumping it up the field. But our players were sprinting back. Um, but yeah, not. I mean, we we have been coming out of halves quite slow, to be honest. Uh, so this was actually a lot better of a of a second half. First fifteen <laughs> against Norwich, we were under pressure. Yeah. Against Wolves, we were massively under pressure until the, the drinks break. Then we got ourselves together. Um, so th- this game were much more, even though they had a lot of the ball, were much more controlled in the second half. Yeah, what did you think to Lacazette's performance as well? Because shortly after he comes off, and we'll mention the player he comes off, you know, he's replaced by in a second because they don't last that long. Um, um, so, but yeah, what did you reckon? Because he was getting into good positions. Uh, I constantly hear him screaming 
when a defender would cut out a through ball that was going, going he, to it. I, was, I thought he was going to say, like, he, when he gets fouled, he loves that racket there. If he gets a touch, <laughs> he dives, like, jumps in the air. He loves that. Um, I, I can see him getting a lot of stick in uh, a few chat rooms that I've been in or, or WhatsApp chats, and I'll see a lot of complaints. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, I saw a, um, I thought he, he, he sacrificed himself for the team tonight. His hold-up play was much better in the first half. Um, he, you know, his link-up play was just just excellent. Um, and I think that's that's form coming back. To be fair with him, he's been he's been way off form. So tonight was a big improvement. Um, it's, it's it's just unfortunate that he's finishing kind of let him down. Um, that goal would have would have been perfect for him. I think I think he worked really hard for the team. Uh, he worked his socks off. He didn't. He, he didn't. You know, usually when you see Lacazette being taken off, he looks like the world's on his shoulder. Like, but tonight he knew that he put in a shift, and he was kind of. He knew he was shattered when he was coming off. So he he, he put in a good shift. Let's let's see how he gets on in the next game. To be fair, yeah, and he's going to have to start the next game. I next think. three games. <laughs> yeah, for that one. Um, before we chat about Enketia's cameo. Should we talk about Saka as well, who came off in the same same period? Because I think it's another great go- uh, great game from him. It was a stat that came up. Was it 14 assists he's got this season? It was really? Uh, it was yeah. 12. Trent 12. had 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is a pretty insane statistic for a kid at only 18. Um, how did you feel he kind of performed today, guys? Is there anything that kind of stuck out for you? I, I thought he performed much better in this game. Like I, I thought the, the the Wolves game, bar his goal, I think he was not that he had a terrible performance, but he wasn't as good as he normally is. Uh, slightly, a little bit lost out on that right hand side. Whereas I thought he was much more influential in this game. He he was that's it. Whenever he was, he was a threat. That when the whole game he was on the pitch. You know, whenever whenever we stepped up a gear. And we, you know, we went into that that next round. We moved things a little bit quicker. He was in and amongst everything, and I, I thought he was much, much better. But you could see, as that that second half, we were just all of us. We were absolutely knackered. We needed these subs to energise us because Sobias, I think, had run himself into the ground. Bless him. He, he really put a shift in today, Sobias. And I think I think uh, Saka did as well. I think it was. You'd see the levels drop down, and we we needed that drinks break and those subs to to energize because that's what happened in the Wolves game. The Wolves games we had started to, as Femi said, like Wolves came at us in the second half, and then we brought on Lacazette, we brought on Willock, and then you know we took the game away, and we could have scored a couple more um, against Wolves. And I, I figured, I thought we were going to do that um, uh, tonight. Uh, when we made the the subs that we did, when we did, I I because Leicester weren't really doing anything, and I thought with that extra energy with Willock within Ketia, because one of the things so I'm rambling here, going slightly off topic, but one of the things in Ketia gives you that Lacazette kind of doesn't is a bit more speed in running beyond the defender off the shoulder of the defender and running into channels, and I thought this is that was just what we needed. Um, it's, uh, yeah, shame of uh, how it turned out <laughs> yeah. a couple of seconds later. Well, yeah, should we talk about that? Um, yeah, so, so I think we he comes on what on the 69th minute takes a while for everything to happen because I think a drinks break happens at the same time. 
let's do what they get a corner we kind of clear from it and then eddie and ketia decides the best place for him to put his foot is into james justin's knee um var takes what about four days to come to the decision i think they're um, still checking it now aren't they yeah i think so does anybody on first uh you know because the referee gave it as a yellow initially when you first saw it in real time from the angle obviously we have in like the broadcast view does anybody think it was more than a yellow no 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 No. first like i said first replay is when i thought oh he's in trouble here Mm um i wish they just took a quick free kick and (laughs) 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 maybe you would have got away with it but yeah as soon as it's the same as the obamayang was at palace isn't it as soon as the first replay went you thought oh he's in trouble here what did you think josh did you think it was a i mean i thought it was a yellow and I was like, okay, it's fine. So, yeah, VAR was looking at it. I'm like, sure. They're just doing it as like a precautionary measure. You know, we've seen them do put offsides through that are blatantly obvious just because, you know, the guy's got a new tool, a tool so he's going to mess around with it for a bit. Um, but then I think, I'm probably not exaggerating, it took me about 13 angles that they flicked through. And I'm sure they did at least 20. But it was when I kind of then clocked that Eddie catches... Justin, right in the knee, and you see the guy's knee bend like this. Like it doesn't, it doesn't go in a natural way. Kind of go, goes like that. Uh, for everybody not looking on video, they can see that I'm trying to do a bent knee that's kind of flexed sideways rather than going the way a knee he, should he go. Turned, he turned in on it, didn't he? he turned yeah. um, away from the challenge. Yeah, kind of lucky. Yeah, he turns into it, and I think if that he doesn't do that, Eddie comes straight in on top of his thigh. It probably doesn't look as bad. Still bad where he's caught him, but I think that's as soon yeah, as you he, see that, he, you're like, yeah, he clearly came on um, a bit a bit too pumped up, didn't he? Um, mm. He he does I, make quite a I few fouls. Tried, he, I he? thought he tried to control the ball. I thought he just he tried to control the ball, just <laughs> completely mistimed it, and unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Justin, whatever his name, Beaver, whatever. Uh, was just happened to be there. I don't know. Maybe that's just he, me and I'm misremembering. It was it. um, his foot did slip as well. To be fair, mm. he did have a. I mean, it was really wet conditions, obviously, and he did have a little bit of a slip on his studs as well. So it, it all just. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, it, once you catch a player that high up, you're you're running the risk basically of of getting a red card. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. As soon as you saw there was contact made, and that was the only worry I had. I was like, without proper contact made and without it looking as bad as it did, um, it's probably absolutely fine for a yellow card. Uh, you could see what Eddie was trying to do. He's trying to, you know, catch it on the end of his catch the ball on the end of his toe that knocks it round the last man, and he's off. He's away. Bamiyang's probably catching up with him because the guy is absolutely lightning. But, yeah, unfortunate to see us go down to 10 men. So that kind of forces our hands a little bit. We then see Sabios come off and little Lucas come on, who didn't look as ginger as he did in the last game. Uh, not that looking ginger is a bad thing. I'll make sure I get that in quickly. I think, I think that was the rain, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it might rain, have been the rain. rain flattened his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, we talked about Ceballos already a little bit, but you know, once we saw him against Norwich, and you were like, "Yeah, he's good," but can he do it on a de- against a decent team? And we've seen him put in these back-to-back, you know, performances against Wolves and now Leicester. Uh, Femi, how do you feel about Ceballos in these last couple of games? And would you look to try and bring him in permanently in the summer? Uh, he surprised me. Um, I didn't think he had any of. I mean, the tackling today was just superb, wasn't it? The interceptions, the ball winning, the the they had like a little duo as soon as he came, Jacka came, they were doubling up in the middle. Um, it's just the first half, that was one of the best central midfield performances I've seen at Arsenal for a long, long time. Uh, that was a proper old school Cesc Fabregas performance there, pinging the ball around, slide rule passes, um, I wouldn't, I don't know, I, I would say that what we should do is take him on loan for another year if we can get that sorted. Because I'm sure that's probably the best option for both teams for us to take him on, on loan for a year. He might be happier now because he's playing games. Um, I, I'd just say, yeah, take him on loan. That's another midfielder. That's, that's you know, under numbers. If we're, if we're losing Genduzzi and then we can get a stronger midfielder, a holding midfielder, you know, that's I think that will complement it very well. But, yeah, why why not just go to Madrid and say, you know, can we can we keep him for another season on loan? Yeah, I think they've got quite a few in that kind of position as well yeah. in midfield. Uh, it was one of the things that I was like, oh, I better be quickly get this ready for the podcast. And now I'm currently doing it whilst I talk of getting up who's in the Real Madrid midfield at the moment. Uh, but they've got Casemiro, Valverde, Cruz, Modric, Isco. Uh, they've still got James Rodriguez on their books. Uh, they've got a young Brazilian, Renier and uh, Diaz, who I think they got from... Man, Man City, City, yeah, from Man yeah. City. Uh, and then obviously they've got, uh, you know, like Hazard, Asensio, Lucas Vasquez, all those kind of wingers in a team that could kind of drop a little further in. So, yeah, you kind of look at that group and you're thinking, where is he going to get that game time? Or are they going to look to bring in another younger model? So I'm Instead. seeing Danny putting in the chat box. He says Danny Ceballos is a five million low fee for sixty k wages from the ABW website. I mean that's I mean you 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 go for that, wouldn't it? That saves you a lot of money. Rather than if you if you've not got a big budget in the summer, just just you know that's that's a smart move. Those are the types of moves that we're probably going to have to make this summer. Just and he's already there as our player, so we can we can make that happen. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rich, what do you reckon to keep yeah, hold not, of Danny? That's not not a bad shout. I, I think you know two two performances. Uh, you can't really buy a player on two performances, but I think the loan idea is a great shout. Um, like I said, I, I can't see um, how he's going to uh, get into the to the Madrid uh, first eleven. Um, so yeah, why not? He he seems to enjoy it here under under Arteta. He's, he's having a bit of a renaissance. You know, we've now had him for a season. We know what he knows what is expected and um, and and how we want to play and stuff like that. And it's let's say 
why not? I'd say, yeah, go for it. I said, I think buying him might be a little bit, I don't know, would you drop 40 million, 40 plus million for the back of these uh, two guys? I don't know. I wouldn't drop 40 million on it. I, I might yeah. drop 30. Let's put it that way. Mm. I'm, um, I'm sticking with Femi. I'm sticking with Femi. Get a, get a loan deal. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, if we can get him on the loan on a what option to buy, if we could see on there. But who knows on that one. Uh, but anyway, a few minutes later, because um, I think Leicester made a couple of changes as well with Eddie coming off. They bought on Damari Gray and they managed to score. Um, I'm not entirely sure who to blame from Arsenal for this one because there's so many bodies in there. Uh, I'm a bit of a fan of Damari Gray. So... Uh, I was kind of looking at what he was doing rather than the Arsenal players. So if anyone could tell me who was meant but, to be closing them down, that would be great. <laughs> that, that's the that's the thing. There was there was nobody doing any closing down. We'd completely stopped pressuring the ball, uh, and we, we just and even when we did win the ball, we were just absolutely leathering it into nowhere, which seems all well and good. But all you're doing is just inviting more pressure on. Um, onto yourselves, you know, it was, um, yeah, nobody came out of pressure the ball. Um, and it was, it was a delightful, um, uh, it did a slide, not even a slide part, it was like a curling, low curling cross, uh, across the, um, things. I've seen an image though that from Damari Gray's ball, Vardy looks offside, forgetting the Iosi Perez, um, whether he touched it or not. As part of VAR, I I wanted them to spend more time looking at because I swear I've seen a picture like in the brief thing before we started the show that Vardy looks offside. I thought that as well on the first replay. I thought he's offside here because if they if they do all that armpit stuff that they've been doing all season, his shoulder was was offside, not even his armpit. And but then when they took the replays back, they didn't take it from the same position because it looked like they they called it earlier and then took the picture from there. It was just a weird... I really don't it's understand like this. It's like they didn't bother with that and they just fannied about trying to see if those Perez had touched the ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, um, yeah I haven't uh, seen the body offside. I kind of see him... He is in an offside position before Gray plays it. It's to kind of go, hey, Gray, I'm here, but I'm going to duck behind the centre-backs. You know, when you see like Ian Wright in the kind of poacher thing, he'd sneak offside a little bit and try and bring the defence deeper, or he'd then sneak back onside just as the ball's played. I thought that's what Vardy kind of had done. But as I say, I haven't seen the angle. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a weird one, isn't it? I think, think, though, for us, I'd have to look at the communication between Hector and uh, Mustafi on the back post there. So, uh, you know, the, between the two of them, someone, someone must have seen that. I know it's a, it's a good run, but between, the, I mean, Hector has got a man, he's got Joe Willock covering him on the outside. Surely he can come and tuck in and, and help. And then when you've got three centre-backs, Mustafi must, must be the furthest along on that side covering so those are the, the little things where you 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 know where you you watch Mustafi and you think oh he's going to get a new a new contract here isn't he, and then you watch 
a little thing like that, you're thinking, oh, if it's a top, top centre-back, just that awareness, that, that, that little thing that, that makes you a good centre-back to a great centre-back, he just doesn't have it. You know, and that thing as well for Hector that makes you from a good fullback to a great fullback is that communication, that that knowing that okay, my centre back's in trouble here and coming in and covering, they just missed it. And in the Premier League, that split second, you got smart players like Vardy. You I'm not I'm not digging out Hector, by the way, <laughs> looking at the chat. I'm just saying for that incident between the two of them, communication would have really gone a long way. Yeah, it was a uh, wonderful ball from Damari Gray. Yeah, I, I feel that was the problem that distracted me from looking at who was at fault for Arsenal because I was like, that's a great ball. I just want to keep watching that ball again. I think it was like the Man City goal where Jason was having a go at me about how I didn't know which Arsenal player was at fault for it. And I was like, mate, it's because it was a great goal. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching them attack us. I wasn't looking at why we weren't defending it. Um, so, yeah, that's that was kind of a kick in the teeth then. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> we, we roll into eight minutes of added time. So if anybody who didn't see the game, that tells you roughly how long they spent <laughs> on VAR decisions for that offside or checking that offside and the Enketia red card is that we ended up with eight minutes because there wasn't many subs either. I think we only went through, well, we made four subs in the ends. Um, Arteta left it kind of late. For, compared to the other games where he's made substitutions. But the only yeah. one we saw was Aubameyang come off for Maitland-Niles. What do you reckon to Aubameyang's performance today? Because I saw a lot more work rate from him than I think I've seen previous. But Rich, I don't know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, 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 say he was, I thought he was very, very good. It's like so his willingness to 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 run the, the, the channels as well and work hard, it was... It was it was really, really good. Some of his link-up play with um, with Tierney was good as well. Um, you know, let, letting Tierney overlap him and playing him in. It was, he was, it was, you know, it was one of those things where he, he pretty much left it all out on the pitch. He he, he, he ran himself into the ground. You can't really have a pop at Aubameyang. And then when when Enketia did go um, get sent off and he went up top, lumping balls in up in the air to Aubameyang. That's not that's not his game. He's not going to be able to do anything for you in, in that regard but yeah because I mean I was I was a bit critical of him after the, the Brighton game I thought I thought he seemed a bit down in the dumps and a bit um, I don't know like he didn't look interested but like, he was he was fantastic um, tonight I thought I thought he was really really good like attitude wise can't really complain yeah Fabi did you think the same because he looked absolutely knackered when he came off as well yeah yeah I mean I mean he played well. He played well today. Um, it was it was like first half. Him and Saka caused all sorts of problems. His movement obviously is is just on par with uh, Jamie Vardy's movement. Just just they're just razor sharp. Anytime they get near the box, you're thinking, oh, you, you can't pick these guys up. Um, but yeah, he, he does play a lot of ninety minutes, doesn't he? So it and the amount of games we've played we've played two more games than most other teams and we've literally been playing this is the first time i think we have a break or we play you know before we play before we have a break before the team we're playing so we've been playing every 3 days no other team has had that that type of run so it, and he's been playing nearly every 90 minutes apart from one game so 
you know, we he needs we need to find a way to to resign this guy. You know, he he's a machine. To be honest with you, no matter how much it's going to cost, it it will be painful to give him a three year contract at that age, but. When you've got some players that are super fit, super athletes, you know, Ronaldo scoring, what, 25 and 24 and 25 or something like that for Juventus at age 35, sometimes you just have players that are freaks of nature that just don't get say, injured. That, 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 guy's, you can't, that guy's ridiculous. <laughs> like. Yeah, they don't get injured, you know. Like a, I mean, Oba doesn't get injured. He plays night. He can play touch ninety wood, minutes. Touch wood, Femi. Touch wood. Touch wood. Let's <laughs> not jinx it, mate. Let's not jinx it. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, no, he, he put in a shift tonight. Um, going up front, like like Rich said, lumping balls was pretty, yeah, pretty hopeless. But but to be fair, when he came off and Joe Willock went up front, he he caused a lot of problems for them for that last eight minutes, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, it was like seeing uh, the return of Sonogo for a bit. <laughs> it was like the chaotic uh, presence that he was up there. And he nearly got a chance with us towards the end as well. I think he yeah. took a few too many step overs where I think he was better just trying to get a shot on target because I don't think Schmeichel was catching much tonight. He was generally parrying it away and kind of either get a corner or see what else we could have got out of it. You know, a lucky deflection or anything could have happened in uh, that condition. But I think that kind of covers the game for us. Um, disappointing for a one-all. Um, I will ask you one question before I then jump to the chat box and questions. Do you think now with this draw, I think I'd said previously that from our final six games, that if we got six wins we could be hopeful for Champions League. Do you think that's kind of gone now? Uh, like any chance of us getting in Champions League place? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just looked at the table. We'll be, we'll be very lucky to get Europa League. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just, it's that tight that, you know, if if one of the, if Sheffield United or one of those teams win behind us on mm this week, you know, we could end up back in ninth, 10th place again by the end of the week, by the weekend. It's, it's, it's that tight. So we, 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 yeah, I think, I think for fifth is gone, to be honest with you, United or United and Chelsea, if you look at their fixture list, I don't know who, where the, this computer draws up <laughs> this fixture list from that we end up with, you know, Wolves away, Leicester, Tottenham and Liverpool in our last six games. And United end up with, you know, all the fodder teams. And Chelsea end up with all the teams that have nothing, absolutely nothing to play for. So so you've got to look at their fixture list as well. They they literally have not. They've got nothing. They can just roll, steamroller every team that they're playing. And then everyone thinks that they're an amazing team, even though they're, they're playing nobody, basically. Yeah, my, my fantasy football team is completely a test to how easy Man United's running is. <laughs> but guess what? I brought uh, De Gea in because I thought, oh, I'll keep a clean sheet, even though I slate De Gea. Oh, what does he do? Goes and chucks a couple in against Bournemouth. Useless prick. But anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, chat box. Uh, I haven't spoken to you much other than chatting with you in the middle. And my screen won't open because I can't see how many how many likes I've got. Uh, let's have a look. I don't know. I know there's 124 of you. What I do doubt is we haven't got 124 likes. So I can see Jason Davies is in there, probably shouting tappy tappy at you lot. And you know the drill. Just get in there. 
give us a little tap, give us a like, drop us a comment. Danny's always in there chatting. Um, I occasionally drop in there. I think I've seen the pirate in there as well. Occasionally, if you drop some comments, just gives us a little boost, helps our egos, helps your egos because you go, I like this stuff. And that'd be great. And we can move on to some questions from you guys as well. Um, first one we go to, it's going to Rich for this, is from Phil Macker. Um, says, so happy to see Tierney finally becoming a permanent fixture. Do you think he's the best left back since Ashley Cole? Absolutely. Um, when I, I went to, it was one of the first games I've, I've been to in a while. Uh, I went to the Nottingham Forest game, which I think was his first game. And I remember turning to my mate Adam and I said, I said those words. I said, he's the best left back we've had since Cole, since Cashley. Um, I, I, I love his, his energy. I love his approach. The, the, the crosses the guy puts in, they are so dangerous. Um, I, I, you know, I love his no-nonsense attitude. I love that he's, he's you know, he can, he's a shouter and a baller. Um, I'd say he's, he's he's absolutely fantastic. I I noticed like he was uh, t- tonight, and I was like, oh god, not again! Like he was he was uh, as the game wore on, you could see he was like favouring his thigh because um, I think, like you say, he's, he's not he's barely played at all this season, and then we're asking him to play a pretty demanding physical game, and he's he's playing pretty much ninety minutes almost every game. Um, but yeah, he's he's so fantastic. He's I've, I'm such a big fan of KT. Um, like I say, he, he's, he's young. He could like I said, play even in a back three if you wanted him to as well. Absolutely fantastic. Best left back we've had since Ashley Cole, without a doubt. I mean, Femi, are you shouting anything for Andre Santos or do you agree as well? Yeah, Kieran Gibbs. Uh, Kieran Gibbs, <laughs> honourable mention for Gibbs yeah. and uh, Gail Cliche. And uh, <laughs> to be fair, Nacho was uh, he was decent, wasn't he? He was he was a solid uh, left back for a while. Yeah, but, he was yeah. Solid. But but Kieran Tierney has he has something about him, doesn't he? He just looks the part, and his crossing is excellent as well. First time crossing on the run, which is just just spectacular. To be fair with you, he was he was brilliant today. Um, I mean, uh, if it wasn't for Sabias, I would say man of the match today. He was he was excellent. Definitely. Uh, who would your man of the match be as well, Rich? Uh, my my man of the match was Sabias, uh, with closely followed by by KT. Um, yeah, he both of them were really really good, but I just think the way Sabias controlled the game. Uh, in that first half was just fantastic, and you really when he's when he started to his energy started to dip. That's where you saw that we couldn't control the game and we just couldn't keep hold of the ball. It was he was so instrumental. So he he was my man of the match, old Tobias. Nice. Uh, oh, next question. I'm going to go for the one from Boy Ten Dio. Uh, does Leno get his spot back when he gets back from injury or has Martinez won like the number one shirt? Femi, what do you reckon to that? Let him fight it out. Um, let him fight <coughs> it out. Uh, Martinez has been so impressive. I honestly had so much doubts about this guy. 
Uh, he looks, whenever I saw him play, he looks so erratic. When he, he just seemed to just have, but to be fair, when you, when you're now not having keepers making save after save after save, you know, it, it's a bit unfair on Leno as well, because he was literally saved our season. And I think people do tend to forget that he was, he was like a one man wall at the beginning of the season. I mean, he, he had, he was the amount of shots we were conceding was I mean, remember that like first four or five games, we had conceded like 100 shots. It was absolutely unbelievable. So you've you got to be a bit careful because Leno has not had a solid defence. Even when we came, come back from lockdown, the City game, all over the place. The game against um, Brighton, fair enough, he only lasted a little while in that. But imagine the way we've been a lot more solid now with Leno as well. So you got to be a bit careful. And, um, you know, he's done well. He he controls the game a lot. Uh, Martinez, his starting position is excellent. You know, he, he darts out of the box. He, he reminds me of the, the city keepers, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm sure Arteta will, will be loving him at the moment. So Leno's, Leno's got a fight on his hands now. Uh, let's get Martinez signed up on a long contract so we don't lose him. <laughs> How about that? He's going to be getting a testimonial soon, isn't he? Martin? Yeah, ten years. Yeah, ten years and ten appearances, isn't it, in the Premier League? Outstanding. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. He seems like a second goalkeeper, though. I've still got that kind of feeling about him that he's just a reliable second choice. But yeah, we'll I mean, if we're, if we're in the Europa League, he'll, he'll have plenty of yeah. games if we do make it to Europa League. You know, how many you probably play 38 games in the Europa League alone anyway? So, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, and I, to be fair, I think one thing he has done is a lot of us are now less worried about seeing Martinez when he pops up on the team sheet. Because yeah. I think before that, when you've seen him in the cup games and we're going, oh, really? Can't we just play Leno? <laughs> and I think getting that run of games has really, really helped him, um, yeah. especially after his name change after the Reading debacle. Uh, I'll go with the seven-five mm. when he was Damian Martinez, and now he's Emmy <laughs> Martinez. But sure, I wish I could do something like that as well to forget my past, change my name. Uh, maybe I'll go and visit a vacuum shop at some point for any Breaking Bad references. Um, Right, let's go. Final question. So we're getting cautious. We've gone for nearly an hour, and some of us want to go to bed. Um, so, oh, let's go for this one from Jonas Setnangberg. Um, this question on Sabios as well. Um, I'll ask this to both of you. I'll start with you, Rich. Um, Sabios is our most creative midfielder. But is he alone enough for the future? Don't bring up Ozil. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I say he, with him in the side and, and, and the fact that we're, we're mu- uh, in the formation that we're playing in a minute, we're much more creative on the wings and with those wide players. And especially if he carries on playing like he's played in the last two games. And like, like Femi said uh, at the top of the show, doing it against Norwich is one thing. This is a very good Leicester side. Um, so, you know, yeah, why not? Why can't he, um, he, 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 he do that? You know, if you, especially if you've got the surrounding cast around him, people like Saka, people like Pepe when he comes in. Uh, you know, and him them supplying the bullets to them. Yeah, I, I 
why can't he, he, he do that? I can't see why not. I yeah, don't know what, what you guys think. think. I think one thing with that we've got to remember is we will not be playing, and I guarantee this, we will not be playing a back three next season. We will be playing a 4-3-3 because you can see that that is what Arteta wants to play. This is just a stopgap, you know, a way to just shore us up. He will be playing four at the back, so we will have an extra midfielder because he wants control of the games. So if we get a tough tackling holding midfielder, you will see Sabayos or someone like that being more free. And I think we will buy a young sort of attacking midfielder as well. I don't think... I think the days of number 10 at Arsenal are is over, to be honest with you. I can't see us playing a proper number 10. For any, I don't see us playing that formation anymore. I think the 4-3-3 is, is what the modern style of coaches prefer, the Klops, the Guardiolas, and I'm sure that's what Arteta will be looking towards. So you, you will see a lot more freedom for our central midfielders, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I agree with what uh, K-Man1867 has dropped into the, the chat box as well, is that we have you know an average midfield at the moment. It's the reason yeah. why we've kind of got three at the back is because we don't have three decent midfielders to play a 4-3-3 with. We just don't have that balance yet. Um, and I think we'll kind of see that in the summer. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of wraps, we're going to wrap it up, wrap the show up here. Um, we are doing a podcast tomorrow. It is live. It is at 7.30 UK time. And can I remember who is on it? I think I can because I'm one of them. So it is me, Danny, uh, I want to say it's Carl, and then special guests on it. Um, we haven't heard from him across. I know it's Chris. It's not Carl uh, across le- lockdown, and it is Jeff with his brand new collection of pogs. I think that's what Danny was alluding to. Um, that he's got some pogs. Pogs. Do you know? Remember pogs from the nineties? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the little disc that you'd slam onto the. Yeah, he's, okay. been collect- he's been collecting those. He's got a couple of shinies and he's going to tell us all about them in the uh, show tomorrow. At least that's what Danny told me anyway. Who knows? Standing. But right, guys, if you get into the chat box tomorrow uh, and you- we can chat again and throw your questions in. I've forgotten how to end a show again. Danny, it's happened again. Someone tell me how to end a show. I've forgotten. But yes, we have been a burkout wonderland i will say thank you to my guests uh rich femi it's been an absolute pleasure thanks everyone yeah and some great points as well cheers guys uh and i've got to click end broadcast and hopefully my mouse works otherwise this will be really awkward as soon as i scored that goal i was fucking livid splendid business get down dog